This is Steve Robbins, author of Get It Done Guys, Nine Steps to Work Less and Do More, and you're listening to the Audacity to Podcast with Daniel J. Lewis. Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, Episode 60, How to Record and Edit a Podcast with Audacity. Welcome back to another episode of the Audacity to Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel J. Lewis, and I have a funny story to tell you. I got about uh, halfway through this episode and then realized I didn't press record. So, my friends, it happens to all of us, even we who like to claim that we're professionals and do this as part of a living it happens to us. So don't feel so bad when it happens to you as well. And you know, the same thing can happen to like lens caps, or uh, forgetting to stream live or all of this stuff. So it happens to all of us, it can happen to you, don't feel so bad. I am Daniel J. Lewis. And this is the show where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization and dialogue. I talk a lot about podcasting, And I also watch on Twitter for whenever people are asking questions about Audacity or asking questions about podcasting, and I try and help them out. One of the questions I often see on Twitter is, how do I record my podcast with Audacity? And there are things I can do to kind of help people, but I realized at some point that, wow, I've never actually recorded an episode that tells people how to do this. So if I want to help people do this, then I need to tell people how to do it. So this is that episode. This will be a great resource episode as a starting point for people who want to get into podcasting and want to learn how to record and edit. But also, if you are a seasoned podcaster, please don't tune out yet because you will probably hear some things in here that you might not have heard before. You'll get some tips on Audacity, some tips on just podcasting in general, some things you might not have known existed and could be real time savers for you in this process of podcasting. So stick around and you might just get something that you didn't expect. So first of all, let's let's assume that you are just looking at starting your podcast and You have a computer and you have a microphone. That's really all it takes is just a computer and a microphone. I do recommend having an external microphone, but here's how we need to get things set up. First, download and install the latest version of Audacity. That's currently 1.3.13. I recommend this version above all others right now, even though it's the beta version, because it is more stable. It supports the latest operating systems like OS X Lion and Windows 7 and all of that. And it has some nice features to it. And some of those features we're actually going to use today as we record because we need to do some things later that are features exclusive to version 1.3.13. Secondly, and this is optional, but I do recommend it is download and install Chris's Dynamic Compressor. I host this on my website. It's at theaudacitypodcast.com slash Chris. It is a, a software compressor, so it will even out the loud 
and quiet parts of your audio and in general make your volume a whole lot better. So I highly recommend it, but it's not required. Third, use an external microphone. Although you can podcast with the internal microphone, and I've told before ways that you could get better audio from that, like simply getting closer to the microphone so you don't get so much room noise, I really don't recommend it because it's very uncomfortable to get close to a microphone, a, a, a microphone that's built into your computer, and it can be very inconvenient. It's not very high quality. But if your external microphone is a little cheap stick microphone, or maybe it's a USB microphone, or maybe it's a whole studio microphone, whatever, please use an external microphone. So that's it for the setup. Just have your microphone and Audacity with optionally having Chris's dynamic compressor in there. Have these things all connected together and installed and configured. Next, we will record our audio. There are four ways that I'll talk about recording your audio. One is directly into Skype. Two, into an external device. Three, with Skype if you have a co-host over Skype, and four, as a double ender. I'll explain that more when we get to that. So the first one, recording straight into Audacity. First, ensure that Audacity has the right input selected from the device toolbar. This is a toolbar that you'll see in Audacity where you have a microphone and a speaker and a couple drop downs on here. So it might say something like built in output or built in output, uh, input and output. You might see a spot where it's one input channels, two input channels, stereo, mono. That's the device toolbar. You need to make sure that the microphone or the input is set to the right input device on your computer. So if you're using a USB interface, or a USB microphone, make sure that device is selected as an input to Audacity. Otherwise, Audacity will most likely use whatever your default setting is. So if your default, if your system defaults to one device or another, that's what Audacity is going to use. Set this so it's using what you want it to use. Then press record. Now you can press record by just this record button that's in the upper left area of the window, or you can press the R key. And as you record, you'll start seeing blue lines and stuff fill the screen and a track flowing and some audio and all of that moving around on the screen. If you don't see anything, then you probably have the wrong input selected or your input is turned off or you're not recording. But this is how you start your recording. If you want to pause your recording, there's a pause button also near the record button, or you can press the P key on your keyboard and it will pause your recording. You cannot edit anything, change anything, or do anything like that while you are paused. It's simply paused. Nothing else. Can't do anything else. Can't save it. Anything like that. This is helpful though if you are talking and then you decide you or you realize you have to sneeze or you have to cough or you realize you forgot to look up something a web address or you need clarification on something instead of telling people let me pause this while i look this up you could just go to audacity hit the pause button look it up then unpause yourself by hitting the pause button again and then resume talking and people won't even know that you'd ever paused because it's there and this saves you from editing later 
if you just pause now, then it's something that you don't have to edit out after the fact. So when you unpause, then the recording resumes. Press the stop button and your recording does stop. This is now when you can start making your edits or you could be done here if you want. You can also stop by pressing the space bar. But if you've stopped your recording and you want to start again from where you left off, then don't press the record button straight. Hold down the shift key and then press the record button. And that does what's called append record. It will resume recording at the end of your track. It won't create a new track, but it keeps adding it to what you've already recorded. Makes it a lot easier for you to keep track of. However, if you do want to start recording into a new track, then you could press the record button and it records it into an additional track in Audacity. This is something that sometimes frustrates people who work with Audacity is that they say, when I stop it and start recording again, it starts back at the beginning and it creates a new track and creates this big mess for me to manage. We'll just use the shift key next time you press record and it will do an append record and add your recording to the end of what you already have. Now, if you do really want to record one thing while you've already recorded something else and you want to be able to hear what you've already recorded, then go to the transport menu and turn on overdub. I'll demonstrate for you what this will be like because I've just recorded my voice into Audacity. Now I'll start recording again with overdub enabled. The R key. So and you hear record, one talking, and this is probably driving stuff. you completely nuts hearing me talking twice. Audio. If you are still sane after that, then you get 500 points. But this could be very useful for if you've got music or something that you need to talk over but you need to hear what's going on as well. This is a way that you could do that. It's not mixing them together. It's recording my voice into a separate track, but playing the other track at the same time, and then it automatically aligns them together. So that's from the transport menu and overdub. So this is how you record your file. Oh, by the way, do not forget to save your file. Save often, save early, just like voting. Vote early, vote often, save often all of that. This is how you record straight into Audacity. But maybe you want to record into an external device. This is the way I do it and a way a lot of podcasters do recommend. It is not required that you record into an external device. Yes, there are issues of recording directly into a PC, even though Audacity is free software. There could be issues of recording into it like uh, you might get static or your computer might crash or all of this. Yes, there are certain issues. There are ways to work around those issues and not have them at all. Or you could just avoid those issues altogether or the possibility of those issues by recording into an external device. Whatever your choice there, follow the directions on your device for recording and setting it up and connecting your equipment and all of that. And it will handle the recording for you. When you record, I recommend that you set the recording quality as high as possible. If you can, an uncompressed WAV file, 16 bits, 44.1 kilohertz per second. Or if you don't have uncompressed as an option, then pick the highest quality MP3 that you can. This is probably going to be around 320 kilobits per second. Because the higher quality audio you record 
the better you have to work with later on. If you record at just the quality you need it to be, and then you go through and edit that, then you are compressing the audio twice, which might mean that you end up with a lower quality audio than you might have expected at the quality setting you choose. So don't double compress things if you can avoid it or start with something that's much higher quality and then you can squeeze it down. So record into Audacity or record into an external device. The third way that you could record is with Skype. Now this is actually where we're going to leave Audacity out of this picture because getting Audacity to record your Skype conversation so it gets both you and the person that you're talking to on Skype, eh, it could be difficult, especially if you're on Windows or OS X, depending on what software you have and all of that. The easiest way to get around all of this is get some software that does this for you and records your conversation outside of Audacity. Two programs I recommend. There is MP3 Skype Recorder, which is at voiprecording.com, I believe is the address. If that's not it, it will be in the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 60. MP3 Skype Recorder is free and it's designed for Windows. Or if you're on OS X, then get Call Recorder for Mac. Now that does cost $20, but I would say it's worth it if you don't have $200 to invest in a mixer or you don't have multiple computers or you don't want to mess with even understanding what a Skype mix minus is and all of that stuff. So look at getting that $20 software and that will save you a lot of money. Follow the directions on in those programs for recording your Skype conversation. Both of these even have the ability to split the different people into different channels. So you'll be on one track or one channel and your co-host or whoever you have through Skype will be on another track. This makes it really easy for editing later and makes it wonderful for uh, putting together as a podcast. So save that file. We'll talk about bringing it into Audacity in a moment. The fourth way that you could record is what's called a double ender. I've talked about this before, and you'll have a link in the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 60, where I mentioned more about recording with a double ender or recording off-site people before. A double ender is where everyone who's on the call or on the episode records their own audio. Then you, as the producer, take all of these separate recordings and put them together in a single recording. This will make it actually sound like you're all in the same room, gives you much higher quality than Audacity or than Skype recording would give you. But it does also mean more work because you have to line these things up, you have to get the recordings from everyone else. And when they've recorded, they would just follow the exact same directions for recording straight into Audacity. A difference is make sure that none of your co-hosts pause or stop the recording because then that could totally mess up the timing of things, trying to get stuff aligned together in Audacity. But have everyone start recording at about the same time and not stop or pause until it's completely over. Then you piece these things together. So everyone downloads and installs Audacity just like you would. Everyone uses Audacity to record into it 
And then everyone gives you either their Audacity files with that folder, and it might be really big, or they export from Audacity as I would recommend an uncompressed wave. That way you don't have to mess with telling them, well, set this MP3 setting, set this, change this, change that. Just tell them, choose the uncompressed format. It will still give you a big file, but it will be worth it because you'll get a much higher quality file. So you can record into Audacity, into an external device with Skype or as a double ender. So now that you've recorded your audio, let's get into editing. And this is where perhaps the the most questions are with recording and editing your podcast using Audacity. Because the editing process could be simple and it could be complicated. Now, everything I'm about to share with you, a simple rule needs to apply to all of these. And that is perfectionism kills podcasting. Don't try and be a perfectionist with your editing. Don't try to remove every single little glitch and um and uh and unnecessary word. You will go crazy doing that. You'll spend a lot of time doing it. And you might just give up on podcasting because it's taken so much time to do it for you. When I first got into podcasting, I tell this story many times. I was reading from a script for my comedy podcast over at cleancomedypodcast.com. And so I wanted it to be word for word perfect. The only way for me to guarantee that was, like I said, if I read from a script and then as I was reading from the script, if I were to mess up, well, then I would have to go back and change that or I'd have to re-speak it. I might mispronounce a word or something and so I'd have to pause, catch my breath go back, re-speak it. So I was being a perfectionist in it. It wasn't until later on when I decided if I make a mistake, it's okay. I'm not going to do this scripted anymore. I'm not going to be such a perfectionist. That is when I started being able to release episodes much more often because I wasn't spending hours and hours editing my stuff. So the easiest way for you to do this and move forward is don't be a perfectionist. It will kill you as a podcaster if you try to be a perfectionist. So take every advice I give here in editing, not necessarily with a grain of salt because it's good advice in my opinion, but don't try to over edit your audio. That's my main point. So how to edit your audio in Audacity. When you bring your audio into Audacity, maybe you drag it in to uh, your Audacity program or you've created a new project or maybe you've recorded straight into Audacity. Getting your audio into Audacity is pretty easy because it's already there or you simply drag it in. When you have it in Audacity, make sure that the selection tool is activated. The selection tool is in a little group of six buttons. It's the upper left button. It looks like a capital I or an I beam. That is the selection tool and it will be activated by default. And there are several ways that you can select your audio that you want to start editing. First, you could do the simple click and drag method, which is where you just click, hold down your mouse button and then drag. Then you are selecting a portion of audio that you want. If you want to hear what you've selected, just press the space bar. 
third key. And as you record, you like that. So I have selected my audio. And if I press spacebar, it plays only what I have in that selection. The other way that I could select is maybe you need to select something that is off the screen. Well, you could keep dragging off the screen, but then that might take a while to get to where you want. So then instead, click on where you want to start your selection and then hold down the shift key on the keyboard and click on where you want to end your selection or vice versa. You could start from the end and go to the beginning. This then allows you to select a start point and an end point or vice versa. This way uh, you are selecting exactly what you want and uh, you can be much more precise with this too. A couple little tips here. If you want to zoom in, hold down the command key on OS X or control key on Windows and use your scroll bar. And depending on what version of operating system you're running, generally scrolling up, up meaning the Windows interpretation or pre-OS X Lion interpretation of up, will mean scrolling in. Then scrolling down will mean scrolling out. The reason why I give that caveat of OS X Lion is because OS X Lion introduces this flipped scrolling system, which I've actually gotten used to. So for me, the directions are actually reversed. So if you're on OS X Lion, hold down command and scroll what used to be down and you zoom in. Scroll what used to be up and you zoom out. I thoroughly confused you with that. I'm sure I did. But that is, hold down the command key on OS X or hold down the control key on Windows and then you can zoom in and out from your audio. If you're zoomed in and you want to be able to move around, hold down the shift key as you use the scroll wheel and you can then scroll left and right in your window. This didn't work on OS X until version 1.3.13. This is one of the things that is a reason you should have this latest version, 1.3.13, as of this moment, so that you can uh, uh, more easily move around. I'm doing this show live over at noodle.mx slash live where I do this every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. I'm getting some cool tips in there. I'm not seeing all of them, but uh, James mentioned a great tip of if you press control shift F on Windows or command shift F on Mac, it will vertically zoom your view a bit more so you can see your audio a bit better. That way you're not working with such thin little lines. You can see it a little better. Thank you, James, for that tip. You can also adjust your your selection after you've already made it. So if you have a selection made on the screen that is maybe a little bit too short, a little bit too long, whatever it is, if you move your mouse cursor to near the edge of that selection, you'll notice it changes to a hand with a finger pointing to it. This allows you to then move your selection around so that you can uh, get exactly what you need if you weren't precise enough. So if you press play and discover that you didn't quite get the word that you wanted or that you uh, 
wanted to not get a certain word, then you can expand or contract your selection this way by using the mouse cursor. So now that you've got your selection, what are you going to do with it? Well, you can edit in some way. There, there are multiple ways and things that you can edit. Some ways that you can edit is are, rather, if you press Control-X on Windows or Command-X on OS X, it will clip that section or cut it into the clipboard. So this is a good way of being able to move audio around. It removes it from where it was, and then I can scroll around and find a place where I want it, and then I press Command-V on OS X or Control-V on Windows and paste it there. This is a good way to just essentially move things around however I need it. Or I can copy things. If I don't want to just move it, I can copy it by pressing Control-C on Windows or Command-C on OS X, and then I can copy and paste that section by then pressing Command or Control-V and get duplicates of whatever that section was that I just had selected. If I want to delete the section and move all of the surrounding audio to fill in that space, then just press the delete key. Then it removes it, and all of the audio that was on the channel then moves over and fills in the space. If I don't want to do that, so I want to remove the audio but not move everything else, so I want to keep the timing, then hold down Command Option on OS X or Control Alt on Windows and then press the K key. This is called a split delete. It will delete what I have, but it does it by splitting it and then cropping the sections uh, or removing it without moving things around. So it's splitting it out of the way, then deleting it, but not moving anything else. This is very important for multi-track editing, which I'll mention more about in a moment. If you don't want to delete something and you don't want to move it around or anything, but you just want to silence it, press Command or Control L and it silences that section. This is great for if you have spots where you don't want to change your timing, you just want to hide what you said or the audio that made its way in, you can then select it and press Command or Control L and that silences it. Or if you have a longer recording and you only want a certain part of your recording, then you can trim it so it removes everything except what you have selected. And the way that you can do this is press Command or Control T. It's Command on Win- on OS X, Control on Windows. This trims it to your selection. It doesn't move anything around, so you'll notice a lot of empty space before and a lot of empty space after your selection, but it trims it so it's just that selection on that track. Or you can also get many of these commands from the edit menu, and you might discover some cool things in the edit menu that you didn't realize you could do with your audio. So those are basic editing techniques. 
You can also move things around. So you could copy or cut or paste like I just mentioned, or you can split your audio into different clips and then move those clips around. So a way that you can do that, there are a couple ways that you can do that. If you just want to create a split point, put your cursor at a point and press command on OS X or control on Windows and the letter I key. This creates a split point and you'll notice it by it now looks like two vertical lines in your timeline. So it has split your audio. It hasn't deleted anything. It just made a split mark. Now you can move this around if you want, but I'll mention that in a moment by uh, moving things around. The other way that you could split something is just like we made a selection earlier, instead of trimming or cutting or deleting, you make your selection, but then press that same command again, which is command I on OS X or control I on Windows, and it will split your selection into its own clip. Now, having it as its own clip can help as just a marker for you so you can see this is a certain section. It can make it easier for editing because if you double-click inside that clip, it only selects that particular clip. It doesn't select the other clips around it. Or this could be for moving things around. So if I get a clip and I want to move it to the end of my audio, then what you need is the time shift tool. You could copy and paste it or the time shift tool is the horizontal line with the two arrows on either end of it in those few buttons, the same place where the I-beam, the capital I selection tool was. So switch to the time shift tool and you can then move that bit of audio around to where you want it to be. So if I click and drag it, I can move it to the end I could move it to a new track if I had a couple additional tracks in my audio. I can move it around. I am shifting the audio in time. That's why they call it the time shift tool. You're not changing time. You're just moving something around within time. If you split some clips, like maybe I have deleted something, And I want my audio to be joined together so I'm not having to deal with two different clips. Then what you do is make a selection that connects both of these clips. And it can be a sloppy selection. It doesn't have to be super precise. But it needs to touch the two parts you want to connect and the space between them. Then press Command-J on OS X or Control-J on Windows. And it will join those two clips together and then treat them as a single clip. Or if you make this selection through several clips together at the same time, it will join all of those clips into a single clip and make it easier for you to manage. So that's some way, a couple ways, that you can move your audio around and work with editing your audio. Now let me tell you some things that you might want to consider editing. Because if you're getting into this and you hear people say, oh, you have to edit your audio. Well, first of all, Remember, don't be a perfectionist, but here are some things that you could look for. In all of this, keep it natural sounding. Only remove distractions. Don't remove every mistake, every glitch, every little pause. Keep it sounding natural and only remove what is getting distracting in a negative way. So perhaps, well, definitely delete 
the silence at the beginning and the end of your recording. This is where when you press the record button and then start speaking, there is at least a second or two between there. So that might be something at the beginning or end that you could remove. Or maybe you press the record button and then you just pause, gather your thoughts, and then you start podcasting. So remove that silence because you don't want people to press play on your podcast and they hear, welcome to my podcast. No, that is not the way you want it to be. So delete that silence at the beginning or end. Number two, you could remove the ums and uhs if necessary. Again, keep it natural. This could be if, if it's distracting. If you say um and uh a lot... Or if you are interviewing someone else and you want them to sound better, which is a good idea, then you could edit them. Some suggestions for ums and uhs to edit are ones that really stand out and are distracting. Um, I don't know. I first... Just try not to talk that way. It will make it make it easier for you to edit. But you could remove those things. Remember, though, perfectionism kills podcasting, so don't try to be perfect. You could also shorten the excessively long silences. This might be where you're gathering your thoughts, you're looking at your notes, you're looking for something like a phone number or uh, some other picture or a link or something. Or you're just one of those types that you like to pause. Maybe you take a drink during your episode. So look for these excessively long pauses. Pauses are not a bad thing. Silences, long silences could be a bad thing. So look for these unnaturally long silences where it is an actually awkward silence. And you could shorten those or remove them. I recommend shorten them because there's a pause there for a reason. And there's a really easy way to do this. Select your audio, select all of your audio. Go to the effect menu and choose truncate silence. This allows you to find audio that is of a certain length and shorten it. Now caution, do not run this on a multi-track recording because if you've got your voice on one track and a co-host voice on another track and you run this, on both of your tracks, then it could mess up your audio. So you, you don't want to do something like that on multi-track or experiment and see, is it working for you? But don't, don't rely on it if you're doing a multi-track editing because it could mess you up. You could also remove the mistakes that you, you correct yourself. Things like if you say, hi, my name is Daniel Bob. I'm, oh, no, my name isn't Daniel Bob. Hi, my name is Daniel Lewis. You see what I did? I just self-corrected myself. So if you don't want those mistakes in there, again, don't be a perfectionist, but if it's a terrible mistake and it's a distraction, then you could remove it. So go in there and those are things that you could remove. It might be stumbling over your words and then you repeat it more clearly. But again, don't be a perfectionist. And then lastly, the other thing that you could do to edit, instead of removing things, you could be adding things. You might need to add a correction somewhere. Like maybe you said a web address wrong. You said .com when it should be .net. So you could re-speak that web address later saying .net, 
then you go back, find it, and replace it with the audio. Or maybe you didn't know the audio at all. You need to insert the web address at all. So you need to insert that into your recording. Maybe it's a sound effect, a promo, or a commercial, or a voicemail from your listeners. Whatever it is, you could be adding this to your audio. This is the form of editing. Now, there are some certain caveats for if you're editing multiple tracks together. This would be like you and your co-host are in separate tracks, or maybe you have your music and sound effects in a separate track. So you record just your voice, then you want to go back and add some music and audio. It's really easy. You drag these things into Audacity just like before. Use the time shift tool to move them around. But as you make your editing, let's, let's take the simple approach. Let's assume you have two tracks. It's you on one track and it's your intro and outro music on the other track. Your intro music is at the beginning. Your outro music is at the end. You need to make a change right in the middle of your audio. If you select your audio and press delete, then it will delete that audio from only your track, which means that at the end of your recording, your audio won't be lined up like it used to be. So the way to get around this is if you instead, two ways, you could select multiple tracks together by click over on the left side of the track and then shift click on the track above it. This selects multiple tracks. Then look for the little stopwatch icon in Audacity. This is called sync lock tracks. This will make it so that whenever you edit one track, it edits the other track as well. And you see this by when you make a selection, you see a bunch of stopwatches underneath it. That's a way that you know that your tracks are sync locked. So if you delete something from the top track, it deletes it, it deletes that same amount of space from the bottom track as well. If you don't want to enable sync lock or you don't need to make these changes, the other way that you could work around this is when you make your selection, also drag it down into the other track whose timing is important. Then when you make your delete, it will delete that space from your other track and keep your tracks still aligned. But maybe you don't want to move things around. Maybe you have two tracks that need to stay exactly where they are. So if you select audio in one track and press delete, then the audio in that track is going to move over and take the place of what you just deleted. Then what you might have happen is that your audio won't be aligned anymore. You might answer a question before your co-host asks it. So the way to do this, you don't want to delete what's in the other tracks or don't turn on sync lock tracks because then you'll delete maybe important dialogue. This is where we go back to split delete, which I mentioned before. So instead of pressing the delete key, press Command-Option-K on OS X or Control-Alt-K on Windows, and this will delete just your selection from just the track you're working on, and it won't move anything around. So maybe if, and this is very common, you have a co-host or a guest talking, and then you say, 
then this is a way that you could do that or remove all of those things where you're not actually saying anything and your co-host is maybe continuing on or you edit it together so they sound better. Then you can split delete this. Or remember the other command that I gave that's very similar to this is you could press Command L on OS X or Control L on Windows to silence that section. Does the same thing, but this way it keeps everything still as a single clip. So these two ways together might be what you need in order to get better editing from uh, your multi-track. The other thing, if you've got background music, and this is very common for podcasters, you've got background music, don't just insert the background music and talk over it. You need to fade it out while you're talking. The way to do this would be use the envelope or envelope tool. This is right next to the selection tool and right above the time shift tool in the Audacity little area of six buttons. When you click this, it adds all of these little blue lines to your dialogue. And I've explained elsewhere in an episode about putting in background music and intros and outros with your podcast. I explained how to use this a little bit more. But what you can do is you can selectively raise and lower the volume in certain areas of a clip. So I can have the clip start out at full volume then fade out quietly or fade to a quieter volume as I start speaking and the song can go ahead and end. Or I can increase the volume in certain sections while it is a normal volume in other sections. So this is with the envelope tool. I've mentioned that before when talking about adding background music and sounds to your podcast. Link for that and more information will be in the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 60. If you are editing a double ender, then I really recommend bring all of your audio tracks together before you start doing any editing. Because if you have just your audio and you start editing it out, maybe you remove some uhs or ums or you remove some awkward silence and then you get your co-host's audio. Well, you've maybe removed a minute total of audio from your version your co-host doesn't have all those edits and so it's going to be it's not going to line up together so wait until you have everything together before you start editing removing things or adding things into your recording so that's some ways that you can edit with multiple tracks then you want to make everything sound better really simply i recommend two tools Chris's dynamic compressor will even out your loud areas and your quiet areas so that you get a more consistent volume and also generally raise the whole thing. A lot of podcasts are just way too quiet. So don't be one of those podcasts. Make sure that your volume is up high enough, especially if you have background music. And Chris's dynamic compressor can be a really easy way to work with that. I've mentioned it before, many times before, but you can download it at theaudacitypodcast.com slash Chris. And I also have links in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 60. So you can learn how to better use that and some suggested settings for that. You can also apply a normalization. Normalization will only raise your audio so that the loudest point, or maybe lower your audio, so that the loudest point doesn't get any louder than what you set. 
minus one is a good value there. I only do this when I know the volume is where I want it to be already, but I need everything raised across the board. So that's how it works. It's it's just a, a blanket arrangement kind of thing. But it will work on just a selection or it works on the entire track. So now that you've got your recording edited, you've got recorded and edited, it's time for you to export it. Do not use Audacity's lame system to export your MP3s unless you're making music. Lame is the best MP3 encoder for music. It's not the best MP3 encoder for vocal stuff like podcasts. So what I recommend, you don't even have to install Lame for this. And there, are, I've got some reasons in the show notes on why you shouldn't use Lame. But the way that you should do this is instead use iTunes because iTunes has this other software built into it called Fraunhofer which makes much better podcast MP3s. iTunes is free for Windows and OS X. And here's what you do to set it up for podcasting. First, download and install iTunes, if you don't already have it on your computer. When you're in iTunes, go to the Preferences, which on OS X are under iTunes menu, and then click Preferences. Or on Windows, it's under the Edit menu, and click Preferences. Then, Uh, Go to the General tab, if it's not already open, and click the Import Settings button. Change your import setting or import using to MP3 encoder, and then change the setting right underneath that to good quality, which will be 128 kilobits per second. Now, if you are recording and you exported from Audacity as stereo, but you want it to be mono, Here is one place where you can change that is you can click the customize button and you can tell it to always make it mono or you can tell it just do whatever is if you give it stereo, it'll make stereo. If you give it mono, it'll make mono. This is a quality setting that I recommend and it properly accommodates for whether you're working with mono or stereo audio. When you uh, finished with that, then press the OK button, and you'll have to press the OK button a couple times. So you're back to your library. Export your finished podcast episode from Audacity as a WAV file. It, its actual name is WAV Microsoft Signed 16-Bit PCM. There aren't any options with this. Now, if you want to export as a stereo file, then what you need to do is, well, record and edit in stereo. If you want to export as a mono file, two ways that you could do this. One is uh, export as it is and then change it to mono later, like with iTunes, or select all of your tracks and go to the track menu or tracks menu and click where it says stereo track to mono. This won't merge everything together, so don't worry about losing your separate tracks. And in fact, if this does something you don't like, you can undo it. But if you click that stereo track to mono, it finds all of your stereo tracks, compresses them to mono. So then when you export a wave, it makes a mono wave file. There is some kind of glitch in this. And I've only seen it a few times where 
Even though I have a mono file, it creates a stereo file. I'm not quite sure. I haven't found out what's causing it to do that, but it's very rare. Hopefully it doesn't happen to you. As long as you export or as long as you compress down to mono before you export your file, then you'll, you should get a mono file. Or you can just tell iTunes, always make a mono file where you set the MP3 encoder and the quality setting. So you export your audio from Audacity as a WAV file, then drag that WAV file. By the way, you don't have to worry about tagging it when Audacity asks you for tags. Don't put anything there. Drag your WAV file from wherever Audacity made it, put it into iTunes, right-click on it in iTunes, and click Create MP3 Version. iTunes then converts it over to MP3 using the settings that you put in, and then you can drag that file out of iTunes and it's ready to then tag with separate software or you could use iTunes to tag it instead. I don't recommend that, but you could do it. Then you can drag that file to somewhere else on your hard drive, upload it to your website or upload it to wherever you upload your files. So that's it. You are done. I shared a lot of information here, a lot of steps. Maybe it was a bit overwhelming, but you can go to the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 60 and you'll get the step-by-steps on this and some screenshots of several things. If you need help with Audacity or have questions that I can answer in the Audacity to Podcast, I would love to hear from you. I've got a new email address and new phone number. The old ones still work, by the way, but this is just the way I want you to start using these new ones. The new email address is feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com, and the new phone number is 903-231-2221. Call in, write in, send your feedback with an audio clip of yourself asking your question, giving your tip, giving your feedback, and I would love to hear from you. So this is how you can record and edit in Audacity. Speaking of feedback, I got some feedback recently from Max Flight, who has a couple podcasts, including Podcasting Passion, which is a, a fun podcast about uh, podcasters and asking them what how they get their passion in podcasting. But he sent in this feedback for the Audacity to Podcast. This is on last episode talking about mono versus stereo. Hi, Daniel. Max Flight here. I just listened to episode 59, Should You Podcast in Mono or Stereo? This is a topic I researched quite a while ago, and I've had a couple of online exchanges over it. I think more than a few podcasters misunderstand how bitrate and the number of tracks affect the quality of the audio that you hear in your ears. So thank you for explaining it so well. Really nicely done. As for myself, the Airplane Geeks podcast is compressed to 64-bit mono. It's a long show, usually at least an hour and a half, and the intro and outro music is such a small portion of the total that there really isn't any value in 128-bit stereo. Now, on the other hand, my podcasting passion podcast is 128-bit stereo. So how come? Well, it's much shorter, so file size is really less of an issue. But I also paid 50 bucks for royalty-free music that I use in several places. I like how it sounds, and I really like how it sounds in stereo. So the podcast is stereo. To your point, do listeners notice a difference? I don't know, but I do, and it's my podcast, so it's 128-bit stereo. 
But really, most spoken voice podcasts that are more than 64-bit are wasting bandwidth with really no meaningful increase in audio quality. So thanks again, Daniel, for another great episode. Look forward to many more. Thank you very much, Max, for sending in that feedback. And if anyone else wants to send in feedback or questions or ideas or tips or anything like that, you can send it to feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com or call 903-231-2221. And you can also leave a comment on the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 60. And by the way, the the uh, the new voicemail number is because I was realizing that I am using the same number for both my business and podcast feedback. So it, it wasn't working very well sending all of my business clients straight to voicemail and the voicemail says like, leave your podcast address and podcast feedback here and all of that. So I've decided to split it uh, both ways so that I now have a dedicated podcast voicemail number as well as now a business number. If you are interested, by the way, in hiring me to design a website for you or cover art for your podcast or need help getting started podcasting and want to hire me for some consulting or anything like that, then you can call my old number that is still good and might go to voicemail or it might go straight to me, which happened recently with one of my uh, podcast listeners. That number, if you're interested in hiring me to do something for you, design some stuff for you, is 859-353-4332. And you can also check out one of my websites at podcastcoverart.com or email me directly. And at any of my email addresses, they all go to the same place. Lastly, everything I communicated here was communicated through audio and You might be familiar enough with Audacity that this stuff made sense and you knew what I was talking about, or maybe you're sitting in front of Audacity as you're listening and so you can see these things, try these things yourself. Maybe you're listening in the car though, aren't that familiar with Audacity or whatever, and this could have been over your head. Don't worry, because I'm developing a a video training tutorial about Audacity. This will be a digital product for sale I I can't yet put an actual date on when it will be available, but it will be a great Audacity resource for podcasters, for musicians, for audiobooks, for uh, audio drama, and all of this stuff. Different ways that you can use Audacity for all of these different things. It will be a video training series for you to learn Audacity. So if you are really interested in this, then I'd love to hear from you and I can put you on a special list or let you know when this is available. Email feedback at theaudacitypodcast.com or especially if you're on the mailing list over at theaudacitypodcast.com where I send out podcasting tips and audacity tips. You will get it there and you know I'm going to mention it here in the podcast as well when it's ready. So you'll hear it in some way or another, as long as you are following. And please make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast from theaudacitytopodcast.com. Subscribe in iTunes or whatever your favorite method is. Leave ratings, reviews, give me comments, let me know your tips, feedback, questions, answers, ideas, criticisms, anything like that. Feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com or 859 
353-4332. That's the old number. <laughs> 903-231-2221. That's the correct number. By the way, we're starting a new podcast about Once Upon a Time. And we are having fun with that. We've got several episodes recorded already. We haven't launched it yet. But if you visit the website, any of my podcast websites, you'll notice at the very top, there's now a spot for Once Upon a Time. So when it's available, that link will actually take you somewhere. Watch for it. Follow me on twitter.com slash the ramen noodle. Send me your questions, comments, feedback, everything. Show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 60. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Thank you so much for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts like Clean Comedy, Christian Movie Reviews with Critical Thinking, and the new podcast about Once Upon a Time over at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcasts.com.